Good morning and welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jessaline Peterson. You can get involved with this meeting today by going to bond, uh, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, or call 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND, and I can answer your questions today, or you can email us later, we'll deal with them. Good morning to you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Labor Day, right? That's what's happening now, right? Wow. Labor Day. Tomorrow. But this weekend is about that. Yeah. Labor Day. Okay. Well, happy Labor Day. Thank I hope you. you guys have a good and safe one. This is the end of the summer. Everybody going back to work. <laughs> this summer went by pretty fast, don't you think? Yeah. You know, every day on my show I say, you know what? This year is just going by. And if you're going to do anything this year, you better get started. Because a lot of people say, oh, this year I'm going to conquer the world. And they're waiting to conquer and the year is going by. It's like, I don't understand why time is going by so fast, but it is. Um, did you guys do the assignment last week? This week? Or last week? No? Why are everybody looking crazy? <laughs> no one did the assignment? We didn't have one assignment. That wasn't one? No. Oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, test you guys. You know... Um, Can we all get those blank things? Yeah. Two issues I want to deal with. One is that um, there is a, a teaching of the Bible. And on, our, on the radio show, we talked about it. And so many people are convinced that you're supposed to learn the Bible and that the Bible is the truth. And the way that you confirm that truth is that if one disciple says something, you go and read another chapter and see if someone else said it. If they both said the same thing, then it's true. They think that's how you confirm it. Uh, there is a, a revision of the Bible taking place right now, and it's going to come out in 2011. And they're always updating the Bible. Have you noticed that? Yes. Uh, one aspect of the Bible is going to say, Our Father and Mother which are in heaven for the Lord's Prayer. They're going to put Mom in there too. And then, but there are other things that they're doing as well. And I wrote it here. Oh, somewhere I wrote it. Oh, Right now, the Bible says that, uh, uh, oh, son of God. You know how you call the son of God? Well, they're going to change it to children of God because they said that it's an insult to women to just say sons of God instead of children of God. How many people like that change? Nobody? No. What's wrong with you guys? Right now, the Bible says God created man. They're going to change it to God created human beings. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, right now, it says that Mary was with child or is with child. Remember that? When she was pregnant with Jesus. They're going to change that to Mary is pregnant <laughs> or was pregnant or whatever. Isn't that amazing? So my question is, if the Bible is constantly being changed, how do you know what the truth is if the Bible is what you have to go by for truth? And apparently the Bible has been changed over the years. You have a lot of preachers who are writing new Bibles. Now, I used to go to a church where uh, the preacher wrote a Bible. He, you know, he, he put it into his words. And I know several preachers who have done that. And I just think, uh, I think God is a little smarter than having us to trust the Bible alone because he had to know that people were going to change the Bible along the way. He had to know that in advance. So he's given us another way to know the truth. And uh, that's the way that I hope to point you to, uh, connect you to that way where you can know the truth even if you never read the Bible. And the Bible is not, the word of God is the word from God. God's word is bigger than just the Bible. And there's always a new discovery. It's amazing what we don't know even when we read the Bible. And we think that we know because we read the Bible. But the truth is always being discovered. You always discover the truth. You're always discovering the truth. And the truth is nothing like what you read. In the, well, it's like what you read in the Bible, 
but the understanding, understanding is not what you get from the Bible. Have anybody noticed that? It really, it's just nothing like what you think that it is. We've been all brainwashed, dumbed down, and, uh, and a lot of it has been done by the Bible. A lot of people in captivity from reading the Bible, they have not been set free. And so, but there is another way to set you free. And God said that he's going to write the truth in our hearts. He's going to put it in our heart. And now, one of the reasons I believe that he's put it in our heart, because he understood that the Bible would be used in the wrong manner. And what I can't get over is that there are two realities in life. And children of God uh, should live one reality while the children of the devil live another reality. But the, the men and women of God have allowed these people to come into the church and not only control, you know, secular society, but they're also controlling Christianity as well. You know, they're doing it and nobody seemed to care about it. You know, they're not really upset about it. They're going along with it. If the world say that women should be the head of men, then the church say, okay, women's, women should be the head of men. We're going to get women preachers. If the world says that we have to learn and study and know and remember, then the churches do the same thing. You've got to study and know the Bible. And, and, and I'm not understanding if we are all going to be the same anyway, why even bother about God? You know, why don't we just shut down the churches and just start everybody live the same way? Why pretend that there are two different realities when everybody's living the same one? And why isn't there an outcry about this? Where are the men who should be, uh, who should be in control of this, who should be working to prevent this from happening? Men have turned their homes over to women. They've turned their education system over to women. They've turned the government over to women. And now they have turned the churches over to women. And that's why these things are coming in. Because not all, not all, not all, not all. But most women are based things on how they feel about it. You know, in, 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 in prisons around the country now, things are so easy and soft and nice for everybody that these guys don't even mind going in and out of prison. Prison is like a vacation for them. I had a woman on uh, my show the other day, a professor from Morehouse College down in Atlanta, and she and others are trying to change the way they treat the mental health, uh, mental ill in prisons. They want to take care of them, give them free medication, and make sure that they come out with their medication so they can function in society. And I said to her, well, you know what? The best way to get them straight in their mind when they go to jail, put them on the roads, make them build roads and highways and work them and, and, and give them bread and water. While they're there, I guarantee you they'll come out with a mentally straight. But if you soften things up, but if the women who are in control that is causing this to happen, and men don't say anything about it because if you say something about it, you got to deal with this thing that you hate women. You know, you hate women, you hate, they call you whatever they call you. And a lot of men are so cowardly nowadays, they don't want to be called names, so they go along with it. There is an order to life, and that order is God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, and, and, and women over children, and nothing else is going to work but that. So change the Bible from sons of God to, to human beings is silly. It's, the devil has play, is playing a trick on us. He made a promise that he's going to do this. He's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And he's absolutely doing it. And he's using the women to do it. Because they, you know, they arrest you if you stand up to a woman now. But they're using women to... He's using women to just soften everything, bring people to darkness instead of to the light. And we got to be bold. We're supposed to be of courage and of a sound mind and of courage. We're not supposed to be weak as men and women of God. That's why we have what we have going on in our country today, because men are just not men. Whether we like it or not, folks, there's a spiritual order to life. And nothing else works. Whenever you change that order... No matter how you pretend that it's something else, it's not going to get better. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to say, too, that there are a lot of um, homosexuals who are, who is the female spirit, um, putting forth those kinds of ideas yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's amazing to me what I see happening. 
and then the, the fear that people have uh, about dealing with it, especially men and women of God. Now, I expect the world to agree, and I, I don't expect men and women of God who can see what's going on to agree with this. You know, we were talking the other day about how they now have little boys and girls playing basketball together, baseball, and there, there's no competition between a boy and a girl, but what it is, they're, they're bringing the boys down to the level of the girls. They're not bringing girls up to the level of boys. They're bringing boys down to the level. And just think about uh, what these boys are going to be like once they're teenagers, you know, uh, an adult men. They're just going to be worse. They're going to be weak men, weak example of God. And I'm blown away at the parents who know better but would sacrifice their children to those type of things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I'd keep my child at home and play ball with it myself before I would destroy the nature of my kids just because the world is saying that this is how it should be because you make women feel bad if you don't destroy your sons because that's what they're saying. And people say, okay, yeah, let me, let me. it's okay for my child to play with a little girl in baseball. The boys don't try as hard when girls are involved because they hurt the girls and, and they know that. And so in the meantime, you have these girls running over the boys with a fake sense of security. It is too bad what's happening. That's why our country is the way it is now, because men are weak. Men are to blame for this. Women don't have power. They don't have power. They have intimidation. And then the, the gay boys don't have anything but intimidation as well. They call you names. You know, they say you hate this, you hate that. Let's pass a law to shut the man up. They got to pass law to keep us quiet. Real men. Um, yes, ma'am. Did you have your hand? I wanted to know what you were talking about as far as uh, girls playing against boys and boys playing against. Oh, they playing together now. Oh, they like, play on when the you same go to team? on the same team. Oh. When you go to uh, these kids' sports games, um, five, six, and seven years old, the girls and boys are playing together. You know, in basketball and and uh, baseball, I think. Yes, sir. Uh, so we talked about that in the office, and I looked into it, and I was trying to find a league uh, for my son to play in that was all boys. Right. I was told that because of Title IX, which I guess they passed like 20 years ago, they're allowed to have all girls teams, but not all boys teams. So they can have all girls teams yeah. or co-ed. Yeah. And uh, they're just not out there. If you go through the city or stuff like that, all the sports, basketball, you name it, they all have to involve uh, and the reason they, they, get a, they, they are able to do it because the guys still participate. Just because that law is there that says that, that doesn't mean you have to take your kid and participate. If no guy showed up with their sons, then they have an all-girls team. You, you can go and create a, a team on your own. You don't have to be a part of that. But I don't understand this unwillingness to stand alone. And you see that there's something evil about that, an all-girls team or a co-ed or nothing. Why can't you have an all-boys team? Why can't you have an all-girls team, all-boys team, and a co-ed, and let the parents decide which one they want? Why do they not give men a choice? And why do the men tolerate that? Why do you put up with it? Why do you put up with it, Ernie? Well, I don't. My son's not playing in the league anymore. Oh, good. He wasn't can't first. find the all-boys league, so yeah. he's doing Taekwondo. <laughs> and they're going to change that after a while. Everything that, mas that is uh, uh, masculine, they want to destroy it because it represents God. It, it really does. And they may not understand what they're doing. Some do, and many don't. They don't understand when they destroy the man how they're taking God out of the picture. And then the devil can come in and just do what he wants because he can use women in the manner that he wants. It is not hard for him to use women. Just show them a sad story, they're going to boo-hoo and change it. <laughs> Isn't that true? Am I right about this? Uh -huh. You don't know? Uh -huh. Who knows? Uh, am I right about this? Yes. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. So why don't we stand up and fight against it? That's what I don't understand. Why are we cowering down? Just think what would have happened had Christ said, you know what? I, I can't mention the man anymore. I got to do both. 
uh, I'm not going to, you know, uh, I'm going to have to let my brothers play with the girls. He never changed. He didn't care what everybody thought about it. Yes, sir. It's uh, fear and also intimidation. You know, people don't want to stand out and be called uh, anti-woman, you know, that kind of stuff. Also, what I've noticed on a couple occasions, I noticed now that uh, when you have the coaches, instead of having the, uh, the man, you're also having the wife and the, and the husband coaching the teams together. It's all like the churches. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a male preacher, you got a female one too. His wife is now a preacher. This is evil. This is not doing society any good. Can anybody point at anything that's coming that is, uh, that's, uh, this situation, can you give me an example of something being created out of this that's good? In any aspect of society where you incorporate the women and make them feel like men, is anything getting better anywhere in the world? I mean, in, in America because of, of, of doing this. Can anybody think of one thing? Nobody can think of anything. If you notice, everything you put them in by force, it get weaker. The military is weaker now. The household is weaker. The schools are weaker. Uh, the government is weaker. Everything is weaker. The boys are growing up weaker. And you're putting the women in there. It's not doing any good. Why don't we say, hey, this is not working. Let's go back to the other way. But nobody would say it. And if you say it, you got to, as Hermes just said, you got to deal with being called a man, a woman hater. But it's okay to be a man hater. I, I, I counseled with a man the other day, and it was the most saddest story I've ever heard. His, um, he's been married for about, I think he said seven or eight years. They finally had a baby. His wife is angry because he won't, um, you know, act like the woman with the baby. You know, you know how they want you to babysit when you get home and they want you to, you know what women want now, right? You guys don't know? No. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, they want you to, when you come home from work, they want you to cook, clean, and watch over the kids too. <laughs> you guys don't know about this? Yeah, they gotta have their me time. Yeah, they want their, their time alone, so the man gotta come in home and be the wife, right? And he said, I'm not going to do that. You don't have to go work. I do, you know, I provide. I take care of the manly stuff around the house. Why can't you watch over the kids and keep the house going? And she is so angry at him that the other day she called the cops and told them that he had molested her child. And now he just torn up, don't know what to do about it. Because when they say that about you, what do you do? The laws are against men. Women just have to say it. But she only said it because he would not do the woman thing at home. That's why she said it. And she knows that she can get away with saying it. Now he got to leave his home. Now he got to prove that he didn't do it. He didn't do this. But she, and I'm hearing these kind of stories all the time. And yet there is no outcry about the destruction that women are bringing. It's like, let's just do more and more. Give women more and more power. And it's okay. But this is the only place that we're hearing this. This, this. What you're saying is not out there in the world. Right, that's what I'm saying. Why are everybody so quiet about it? Why is it that the men and women of God, even the women should be upset? Like, no, this is not the right way. Women of God should know the right way. And they should not agree with what the secular women are trying to do. Those women hate men. They got issues. And so if women believe in God, they should be a shining light for those women that can't find their way, but they're going along with it too. Which tell me, what? They're not women of God. And the men are not men of God either. They're absolutely not men of God. They may know the Bible. They may be nice. You know, but they're, they're, they're pathetic, nothing men. They're of the devil. Because you can't be of God and be afraid of truth. You can't be of God and sacrifice your family to the world. You can't do it. Because the battle is a spiritual battle between good and evil. Yes, ma'am. I agree with you, but I, I think because um, the, the, you, you talk about men and women of God, yes. but we talk all the time about you know, how the churches are, are actually brainwashed. So where are the men of, and women of God? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and places like this and, and a few other places. And I think those of us that know better, we deal with uh, people on one-to-one. -one. We're not out, you know, dealing with the world. But I know for me, on, on my job, there's a young lady, a couple of young ladies that are doing some crazy things. And I talk to them all the time and try to yes. encourage them and tell them, you know, which way to go. You know, my son called me this morning and asked me something. You know, I said, you're a man. You need to be here with your, with your children. Yes. You know, and do. So I, I think on a small scale we're doing it. I hear you say we need large scale, but, you know, where are the large scale Christian people? I think we're here because, you know, the, we were in places where we thought, it didn't work, yeah. you know, it's not working out there. Well, what you have to realize, even in your environment at work, at home, at play, if you are honest with one person and, and that person changed as a result of truth, you reach a thousand people. Right. And they're gonna pass it on and pass it on. So you don't necessarily need you know, a radio show or, or a large, you know, they're just a, a setup in the mind. Right. You just need to be honest in where you are, be that living example, because God has already made it clear to us that most people are not gonna accept it. Only a few are gonna find that straight and narrow path. And those are the ones that you're trying to reach. You know, I celebrate when one person wake up because I know that person is going to affect another one. Everybody just not going to do it. We're just going to have to let them die out. We're just going to have to be patient and wait and let them die. Don't feed them. Let them die. You know, and nothing else. That's what they had to do for the 40, what, 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness? He let them die. 40 years. 40 years. He let them die out. Now you say let them die out now. Oh, that's me. That's a woman's way. A man said, you know what, son or daughter, if you don't get up and go work, you're going to die. And mama said, oh, don't let him die. I'll feed him, you know, and raise a monster. But we got to be strong in what we believe. What it is, we need to be born again. People need to be born again. They don't know, they know about him, but they don't know him. And that's the problem. Because when you have perfect love, it casts out fear. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going back to the kids playing ball together. Yes. I remember when I was a kid, I knew there was one girl that beat me at anything. One girl, I was like 10 or 11, she beat me running. She whooped me too. But <laughs> after that, you know, I kind of knew that there wasn't too much that any sport I could outdo them in. Yeah. And even growing up, and I remember in high school, there was a girl on this baseball team we, we were playing. <laughs> and she was a pitcher. And so everybody on our team just, we killed that team. And in the end, she, uh, she was crying. Yeah. And some of the guys were feeling like, oh, bad for her. But we did what, we, we were guys. We did what we did. Guys, boys have a natural instinct of being tough. They're just in them to do it. Climb trees, beat you up, fall out the tree. You know, playing ball, they're rough, they hit hard, they run hard, they play hard. And when you put these girls in there with them, you're preventing them from naturally developing. Because the girls are not stronger than the boys. They have to soften themselves. Even the boys may not even realize what they're doing. But they, they back down a little bit just to let the girls keep from hurting the girls. It's just the way it is. It's given to them by God to be that way. And anyone who would sacrifice that nature because the world says you got to let your boy become a girl is evil. You don't love your children. You don't love your children. You can't love them and treat them that way and say that you believe in God. And the kids know it. Little boys know. They, yeah, they know. They naturally know. know. <laughs> and then they, they see these girls being, and I've gone to these games, and I see how these little girls are mean to the boys, you know, on the courts and stuff. And if the boys knock them down, then the boys get in trouble. Why are parents sacrificing their children? I just, parents, I think because a lot of parents are so selfish. You know, if I don't let my kid go play ball on Saturday, I got to be dealing with them all day. I want to go party, you know, I want to go to lunch with, with Helen. They don't want to put that time in with their children. It's and in the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, if a boy was caught playing on a girl's team, <laughs> he would be called sissy. Yeah. He's a sissy. That's why the sissies stayed in hiding, because they would be called out. 
And so if you just caught a boy on a girl team, he was a sissy and he did not want to be called that. And now you're creating sissies. <laughs> Intentionally created sissies. Isn't that amazing? And it's just okay. What do you think gonna happen? Look at the world around you, folks. It is not working. Look at the black. If you want to know what not to do, let's say you don't know God. And you want to know what not to do, just look at the black community. They are a perfect example of what not to do. Don't have your children out of wedlock. You see what can happen. They're going to end up in jail, homeless, on drugs, disrespecting the elderly. They're going to repeat the cycle over and over again. It's already set out for you. So if you don't know God, you have an example of what not to do. Don't follow the preachers. Look at the black community. Everybody love deacon so-and-so and, and evangelist so-and-so and reverend so-and-so. They call them by names like that. They don't even say their real names. Well, deacon Leon Jones told me this. Is that his name, deacon? <laughs> that hasn't helped the black community. So you know what not to do, but people don't pay attention. I think because they just don't realize this is a spiritual battle. They don't see what's going on. Am I right? Maybe, huh? Yes, ma'am. I think you're right about people not see what's going, what's going on. And another part of it is that people don't know what to do. It's like a shock, especially, well, for me, a few years ago, when my grandchildren were in high school, or even junior, uh, middle school, their friends, girlfriends, were um, dressing like boys, acting like boys, talking like boys. And I've seen some of them, and they look like them too. Yeah. No, and, it's bad, folks. You know, it, it, it's, um, it's upside down. It's all topsy-turvy, and it's, you know, it's like a puzzle. It's a, it's a puzzle what you do. But what you do is that you live upright and you tell the truth. That's all you really have to do. You protect your family. Don't sacrifice them to the world. You teach the next generation not to have children out of wedlock. Get married and do it the right way. You start where you are by telling the truth. It's the truth that's going to set you free and keep you free. That's all. And the truth has power within it. It really does. It works. But you got to be of it. You need a new nature. You have to be of truth. And so you're not shocked by the world around you. You know, when you see this stuff going on, and you see how to overcome it by simply telling the truth. It's just that simple. And yes, you're going to have to stand alone when you tell that truth, but that's okay. God is with you. And you know that he's with you because you don't have fear when you tell the truth. But it is not working to destroy masculinity, to put out the light of God in the homes, in our community, is not working. It's not working for the blacks or the whites or anyone else. And we're just, we're headed down a hill of, down a hill of destruction. And yes, you may have to end up losing a few things. Maybe you won't get the money or you won't get this. But God will still take care of you. He really will. Don't worry. He's in control of everything. Everything belongs to him. And he's going to take care of you. He's going to treat you better than you treat your own kids. He's not going to sacrifice you to the woman. But you'll sacrifice your child to the woman. But he's not going to treat you that way. Don't worry. He'll take care of you. But you need to know him. You need to be born again. You got to get over your anger. You got to get over your anger so you can overcome fear. And then tell the truth, wherever you are, just be honest. And you don't pounce on people, you just tell the truth. No, this is the way it is. Oh, you hate women, you hate the gays, you hate this, yeah, whatever. Hear the truth and go your way. And then God will protect you and your family. Do not sacrifice your boys to this stuff that's happening. When they grow of age and try to get married and have children, their wives are going to destroy them anyway. And there's nothing worse than a weak man. If you want to see something that makes you want to throw up, anybody ever seen a weak man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's nothing worse than a weak man. 
Women hate weak men. Children hate weak fathers. But yet, we're creating weak men. I wish I would marry a woman and have a baby and she accused me of doing something like that to my own child. I don't even want to tell you what I do because some of you may go out and do it. First of all, it would never happen because I would, I would carry myself in such a way during the dating period that she know if she ever tried anything like that, she'll only have one time to do it. She probably would never marry me during the dating part. <laughs> men used to be that way. Remember that? I remember when men were men. But we don't have men anymore. They're just nice and go along with it. What kind of man going to sacrifice their kids to their sons to an all-girl basketball team? <coughs> I just don't get it. I saw a hand. Yes, sir. And then I want to. I heard somebody say that um, uh, once we get to 66% of the world uh, evil, then the evil can come, can come. And this is a plan completely. When we get the world to be 66%, that evil could come and rule the whole world. Well, I don't know about how you're going to measure that percentage, but uh, it's already happening. You know, it's already in play right now in every area of life. And it's because we're allowing the women to take over. Every area of life, and everywhere you go now, women are running things. Have you noticed that? Everything. We need to start a movement that if women are in charge, the men should buy. You go to a car dealer, if a woman walk up to you, see you later. <laughs> Men need to fight back and stop acting like little wimps. The world will get better then. The women will kick and scream for a while, but they don't have the power. The power is in the man. It is really in the man. Now, you may not see it, but it's there. But you got to trust that power. And that power is love. It's not a false sense of masculinity. It's not macho. It is perfect love. The man should not need anybody but God. Christ is his head, not the woman. He should never, ever, 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 ever look for love from a woman. Because he's going to get hell. Women don't have love to give. Mama love will kill you. Mama love will kill you, the cat, the children, the cat, the dog, the grass. It'll make the paint fall off the house. <laughs> Mama's love will destroy you. It's because it's just not set up that way. It ain't, don't blame me. Talk to God about it. And then he's probably going to tell you what I tried to tell Adam not to listen to Eve. Just like I'm telling you now, you can't listen to Eve. And, what, and, and, what, and I'll take your hand in a minute. What else is so interesting about this? Now, I'm involved in this stuff all the time. I do counseling all the time. So I'm hearing all of these stories, right? Women can go to church, read about God, read about the family, the order of the family, and if they get mad at their husband or boyfriend, they'll keep the kids away from their father. Christian women will keep the kids away from the father. They don't even have the love inside to say, well, you know, I'm mad at him. But I don't want my child to grow up the way I grew up with my parents. And I know my son, my daughter need to love his or her father and me. So I'm going to make sure we stay together. At least the kids and the father stay together. They won't do that. All in the name of Jesus. They'll destroy the children to get back at the man and still read the Bible. And you call them Sister Jones. Or Sister this. Isn't that madness? All, and, and people are afraid to tell, to tell the truth about this. It's not working, folks. It is not working the way you're trying, the world is trying to make it work. And most of these preachers don't even care anymore. You know why? Because if they allow their wives to become preachers, the women are going to draw other women in, and they're going to bring buku money. And I know I can make money. All I do is say, the man is so bad. Poor women, come on in. Let's talk about how bad the man is, and you are the queen, and you are this, and they'll, they'll load that donation box up on the way out. But if you tell the truth about them, you may not get a dime. But I love what's right more than I love the money. 
the money fade away anyway. These things come and go. Have you noticed in life, life is like a cycle? Yes. These, these things of the world come and go. They don't last. And yet people look for happiness in these things. They look for joy in them, and you're never going to find it. You'll find temporary happiness, but you're not going to find any joy in it. It, it come and go anyway. You're in a home this day, and it's faded away. You're going to a different one. It's all an illusion of happiness. It's not real. That's why God wants you to be born again so you can come out of this false illusion of what joy and peace is. And we have peace. You don't mind standing up to the world. Yes, sir. I just want to clarify. When you said mama's love, yeah. I know all the women in this room probably understand that, but you're talking in TV land now. But the... Uh, but mama's, true mama's love would be, you know, Matthew, dad said you can't have any soda. Just because he's not here, that doesn't mean you can have something. You're not going to have any. You know, uh, but the mama's spirit is, daddy's gone now. You can have some of that yeah. soda. You can have. Yeah. It's a big difference. But mama's love, the true sense of the word, doesn't hurt the child. It supports the dad, which supports the child. Well, mama but, don't have love. Do you all know that? Mama don't have love. <laughs> she doesn't have it. Mama gets her love from her father when she's a, a kid. If the father, if that mother haven't already turned the father away from the mother. And so by the, the girl growing up loving her father because he's a good man, then that's the love that she obey her husband with. Yeah. Because she got that love from her father. So she's going to be attracted to a man who just like her father, and she's going to treat him the way that her father treated her. Margaret Thatcher wrote a, had a, a great speech on that, and I wish I was, I, I have it someplace, but I wish I could just call it up. But she spoke of when, she, before she was married to whoever her husband is, she loved her dad. Yeah. She was proud to be whatever her, she pointed out her dad's last name. She was proud to be that. But now she's married to her husband, who's a Thatcher. She said, I'm proud to be a Thatcher. Yeah. She respects and she loves her husband. Well, in the good old days, you knew that. You just, I don't know if they taught us that, but I think because we saw men and women dealing in a different manner, we knew the man was ahead. We knew the love. I love my, my, my dad was around, but I love my grandfather because he was my example. And I saw how my grandmother treated him, how she acted around him, how she respected him. Now, she didn't always do the right thing, because you know women, they're not going to always do right. But, <laughs> Me neither. But we had, <laughs> we had such a relationship with him that he would correct it. You know, she knew that she better hide it well, because he didn't mind correcting her just like that, in front of anybody. You know how women say, oh, don't correct me in front of my children. Let's go in the bedroom. My grandfather would never thought about going in a bedroom to correct you. Anybody, not just my grandmother. He would tell her right then, you ever do that again, I can't use the rest of the words he would say. But she understood that. So we loved the grandfather for that reason. And it saved us from completely going to hell. It really did. But the men won't do that now. Their wife say, oh, don't correct me in front of my children. And they are taking, they are, the, the dumb men would take their wives off somewhere and correct them. Listening to the woman and God said that whenever you listen to the woman, you're going to suffer. <laughs> Every time a man listens to a woman, he suffers. Come on now, Jesse. Every time. Okay, so you're saying women can't have any wisdom? We can't be Yes, they can't have it if they love men. If they love but God. But find one that loves men. But if they love God. No, if they love the man. She can't love the God until she loves the man. Okay. She cannot love the God until she loves the man. That's reality. And you know so what you, does that mean she has to go? I'm sorry. Does she have yes, to go through the man to get to God? If she's married, yes. She has to, wait a minute. She has to go through the man to get to God. If she's married. If she's not married, no. But if she is married, yes. So you cannot go around your husband to get to God. So, so even if he's wrong, she still has to have enough love for her husband to get to God. Yes, ma'am. So if women don't have any love, what are we to do? You know, these women who are out here, we, we're trying to That's a to good question. It. But if the other women just don't have it and don't, no one's talking like you're talking, so what do they do? Very good question. So if you're married, that's what you're asking, right? If you're married. If you're married and you don't have the love, what do you do? Perfect question. Right. And this young lady want to answer for you. <laughs> it's a real easy answer. 
we got to deal with this stuff. The world is, we are losing it. No, I just think you go to God. You go to God. Right. How are you going to get there if your husband's in the way? You bypass him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said you can't do. Why can't you go directly to God? Okay, good question. I'm, yes, ma'am. I think you should pray. You should pray. I, I, I believe you should pray. And that should work. <laughs> yes, it will work. But they do pray and it's not working. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about sincere prayer. Listening. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not talking about a whole lot of words. I'm talking about prayer. Yes, ma'am. You said that um, a daughter gets her love from her father. Yes. Okay, because I love my grandfather. I love my grandfather. But, but I wasn't raised with a father. I had no father figure at all yeah. other than my, my grandfather, of course, and um, my uncles. I had nine uncles. So. And how do you feel about your dad? I think he was a coward. He was? Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about him, though? I have no feelings for him at all. Oh, I have okay. no feelings, you know, and I try to really understand why I don't have feelings growing up, but I still really don't have feelings, yeah. even grown. So where would that love come from for that daughter without having a father? A very good question. This young man want to tell you, then we're going to ask both you <laughs> around this question. Let's, the first question is, let's say that a woman is married and she can't get to God because her husband's in the way. What should she do? Well, I'm not sure if I can answer her question, but you and I have been down this gender thing before. And you say, tell the truth. That's all that matters. And I, don't, I feel truth is not a gender thing. If you tell the truth, be it male or female, the truth is the light. And I think we all can tell the truth. Do we want to tell the truth is the question. Okay. Well, I can answer my, my own sentiment about not growing up with the father, because we had three different fathers, me and my two sisters, and we still had no father figure yeah. out of those three men that Isn't was that in shame? my mother's life, yeah. you know. But um, we had a lot of love in my family, and my father was a Southern Baptist minister, so we grew up, you know, real strict, you know, but I loved it, you know, because if your, I Your stepfather had, was a minister? My grandfather. Oh, your grandfather, okay. Yeah, okay. he was, you know, so we grew up with that, right. you know, so... Um, That's where we got our love. Yeah. You know. We're running out. I would say. I'm going to answer this for you, but I want to try with a, a, a man to see what he tell you. Michael, you're married, right? I understand right? that man. Yeah. I'm trying to understand. If a man, if a woman is married, and she's trying to get to God, but the man is in the way, what should she do? Um. She's trying to get to God, and, and her husband's in the way. Yes. Uh, pray for her husband. Pray for her husband. Oh, you think that'll do it? I mean, they pray for their husband. The husband ain't getting no better. The husband getting. Uh, if it is, they get worse. Have you noticed that when women pray for their husband? The only example I have is my parents, and it, it's that it, it's that situation. You know, my mom trying to get to God, but my dad was in the way. Yeah. And uh, and she never usurped her, his authority, you know. And, but uh, even though he was out there doing some wild things. But she did pray for him. Let me let me tell you. Let me ask Jerry. Jerry, you just got married, right? Mm -hmm. Are you happy? Yes. Sir. It's working out well. Yeah, it is. Your wife is a Christian. Yes, she is. She, so she's she's born again and all that. Mm -hmm. No hell gonna come out of that. See. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you do. If a woman is married already, and uh, she's trying to get to God, but her husband is in the way because she's not gonna get to him until she does something. What she got to do is go back and forgive her father for not being there for her. She got to forgive him because when she forgives him, she's going to come into this love that I'm talking about. And when you love the man by loving your father, you're going to be able to love God. 
you're now open up to get to him because when you stop hating your father, you're going to stop hating your husband too. Then you can get in. That's your way out. You got to stop hating your father. You never, ever, 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 ever going to get to God hating your father. But you know what? You and even if your father don't change. You don't have to hate him. But they do though. Uh -huh. it, it, you can't help but hate your father when he's weak. Say it again. You can't help but hate your father when he's weak. When he's not there I for you. I don't know the man. I never really, I, he don't know as far as personally. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything about him. Right, but it's still, it is still left an emptiness inside He don't inside know anything him. about me, but we've been around each other. Because I'm from Louisiana, so he lives there and we live here. But I always felt like that's no excuse. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no excuse. You know? Have you ever talked to him about this? Uh, no. I have when I was younger because right. he used to try to pay me to call him Bob Daddy or whatever. But yeah. I couldn't even really, you know, get the word out of my mouth. It was like weird saying it. Yeah, I you know, know what you mean. So um, when we came back here, he would never, there was no interaction at all, ever. Yeah. You know, so um, I used to resent it, but I had to really grow up and, you know, just understand it my way. Well, it's still there. The resentment is still there. It's just that you're using things to deny, to cover it up. But it's. But it's, I, I don't want to cover it up, though. I just want it. Well, I, here's I, what you do you go see your father and forgive well, he's him. He's dead now. Oh, he's dead. He died a couple uh, years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. You got to find it in your heart to realize that your father could not help himself. Just as you can't help yourself, but do the things that you do that you don't want to do, it's like something else is driving you. Well, the same thing is driving your father. What's driving your father? So if you can understand that he did the best he could do, it will cause you to forgive him. And when you forgive your father, God is going to forgive you. Your whole world is going to open up. Then you can love men in the right way, and you have a chance to be born again. That's your only hope for salvation. You got, you can't, if you deny you resent your father, it's going to be there anyway. It's just going to keep you in the darkness. But when you face it and accept it and realize, well, I can't help myself. My father probably couldn't help himself. Mm -hmm. And that will cause you to. accepted it pretty much. But you got to forgive him. I really. agree with that. Yeah. And the fact that he was trying to get you to call him dad is a sign that he loved you. He just well, didn't yeah. know how to do it the right way. He couldn't handle your mother. He couldn't handle any women. He couldn't handle his mother. So he ran off. But for your salvation, you got to forgive him. You're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven with unforgiveness in your heart. Right. You, you got to fake it. You got to pretend you got it. You got to quote scriptures, but you never have perfect peace. Right. You got to forgive. Mm -hmm. And so women who are married like that, the man is in the way. Even a man can't get to God unless he loves his father. And he have to go through Christ. He can't even go around Christ to get to God. And women cannot, married women cannot get to God by going around a man because he represents God. How are you going to love God if you hate your husband or you hate your father? He represents God. And you can say all these nicey, nicey, pray about it. Women pray, but their prayers are not being answered. They pray, and women think that they got to up and ante on prayer. <laughs> My mama just pray all night. And she still have hatred in her heart. And no wonder she praying all night. She has so much guilt, she better pray. <laughs> it's a form of escaping. You got to learn to be still, accept, and overcome. You got to forgive. So, Rodney, that's the answer. If you're stuck with a man that, you know, preventing you from doing that, you got to forgive your father so you can forgive him. And then you can enter into the kingdom. It's not going to happen any other way. I understand what you're saying. But, you, but we're trying, us here, we're trying to get to that point, be born again. Most people out there, they don't even have a concept of what born again is. Right, but They're if you, really lost. but you guys, you ladies are running into other women who are not born again. So if you let go of your hatred and love your fathers and love your husbands and love your sons, then you can tell the women how to get there. I'm telling you, folks, you can pray until the cow come home. They're not going to be answered. Your prayers are in vain. It's vanity prayer. Oh, Lord, my husband no good. Uh, bless him. Help my husband find what I got. And the Lord thinking, you know what? He already has what you have. 
He has the devil already. <laughs> he has the mama spirit in him already. Oh, Lord. And, and the woman feels like she's better because she's praying. You don't even need to do all that kind of stuff. Just get over it yourself. And that love that's in you, which is of God, will reflect on this guy. He can see that he needs to change. Because you're going to be patient with him. You're going to be honest with him. You're not going to be mad at him. You're not going to destroy his children. And that can cause conflict in the husband, and he can change from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So you've got to forgive your fathers. You've got to forgive them so you can love your husband. Then you can be born again. Otherwise, you're going to fake it. You're going to pretend like you're born again. And you're not born again. Because perfect love is what you're looking for, perfect peace. If you don't have perfect peace, you don't have love, you don't have God. And that's just reality. You may have some fake happiness that come from whatever in the world, but it changes all the time. It doesn't even last. It's here today and gone tomorrow. Christ came that we may have perfect peace. But it's within us. You've got to be still and know him. You've got to forgive. You've got to have, you can't have both. You've got to be still. You've got to accept reality so that you don't live in the future or the past. You know, because when you don't accept what's going on, it sets you up. Or oh, tomorrow it will be better. And that's what happiness does too. You know these happy folks? Their happiness is connected with their unhappiness and both is a setup for them. They're both connected together. Perfect peace is not connected to any of those things. That makes sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right on that. I mean, you know, I just, my mom died 19 years ago, so I was trying to think back, because uh, that scenario you laid out was the same thing my mom had to go through. But we talked about it before, but it's been so many years, you know, since, since we did. But, but it, it was, uh, I remember my parents going to the, I know you got a couple of minutes, but your, my parents, as a family, we went to the park, and my parents were pretty much separated then. But uh, as kids, our young adults, we all went out hiking and everything. And the, uh, my parents just sat there on the edge of the lake talking. Afterwards, my mom told my, told my sister, Cynthia, that uh, she felt like that was, she was talking to her brother. Felt like they were never married. Yeah. And I always got a sense then, because my mom didn't know a whole lot about those forgiveness things and all that. But in a sense, I just realized that she found forgiveness then. And, uh, and I think... Uh, and I think that's what she did because she felt no animosity, felt no hatred, felt none of those things for him. Felt like that was her brother she said she was talking to. And in a sense, you've got to forgive. forgive. Ladies, you've got to forgive. You're not going to, you can pray till the cows come home. You can read the Bible until you're black and blue in the face. You can do, go to church, give away all your money. You can pretend you're Sister Jones and all that kind of crap. You ain't getting nowhere in life. It's just all nice sayings. That's all that it is. It's just rock and roll. That's all it is. Yes. Listen to your um, Be Still and Know. Yes. And I like it a lot. I appreciated it. Good. You know, and I, I went along with, you know, the instructions, I would call it, you know. And I, what I got from that is how to be still. Yes, ma'am. And um, let your mind um, meditate. And you get good understanding from it. You sure do. You really do. And the reason that you do it. I can't really explain it, explain it, but I enjoyed the whole everything. I'm practicing that now. And stay know, with it. When I can't, when I don't have the, the actual CD with me, I, I've been practicing that. Stay with the prayer. Don't do like a lot of these folks around you do. They'll, they'll do it for a while. They'll feel that sense of peace. Life will start to change, and they'll go away from prayer. So they disconnect from the Father. And now they're guided by their, the devil again, you know, the other father. Yeah. But if you stay with it. Thank you for that. I, I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And, but I want to just urge you to stay with it. I've been doing that prayer for 20 years. And I hear a lot of folks around me, they don't pray. Did you pray this morning? Nah. I do it later. I miss three days and all that kind of stuff. They're not truly seeking perfect peace. They're not seeking it. Because if, if, if prayer is the answer, 
be a steel is the answer. Why would you get away from that? I work overnight caring for an elderly lady. Yes. And I didn't have the CD with me, and it came to mind. That's right. And and I demonstrated it. I mean, I don't know quite how to. I understand. It. You don't have to. I, I understand. did. You know, without the CD, just in my mind. That's right. Just sit quietly and let go. And then just let, and see those thoughts that you have, that's from the devil. That's from your resentment. Mm -hmm. That's from your ego. Mm -hmm. And God wants you to die from that. Mm -hmm. But if you can recognize that that's what the problem is, then he would do the rest. He just wants you to admit, mm -hmm. I'm an angry person. And then that's all you need to do is sit still. And he would do the rest. Mm -hmm. Because his spiritual and there's nothing of yourself you can do. He just wants you to come out of denial. That's, that's all that God requires of us. It's a really good feeling. Yeah, it's setting you free. Yeah. If you stay with it, you're going to look, because there's, you're going to look back and not believe you used to live this other way. There is so much that we have not seen. What the Bible said, the eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard. Believe me, that's true. And he will reveal these things to you if you calm down yeah. and, and surrender to him. That's really all you got to do, and he'll do the rest. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then this illusion that's been, been given to us will start to fall away because we're all overcoming an illusion. It's not real. I'm telling you the truth, so help me. Yeah. Everything you think is real is not real. Everything you think is good is not good or bad, we've been set up. That's why he wants you to be still and know him. Yeah. Final question, Irish. Um, this is a question and a statement about the uh, man-woman thing. Yeah. I think what women don't realize is that they have so much more power in that kind of that quiet nudge. If they really want their man to, to change, and he's, if he's not necessarily doing the right thing, yeah. there's nothing more embarrassing to a guy than a woman kind of holding up just a little bit of reflection uh, of himself. And women think they gotta yell and scream and try to be willful to get a man to go, you know. That's a very change. good point, ladies. All they gotta do is just quietly, just kind of gently nudge, and it's embarrassing to a guy. That's all it takes to get If, if you want your husband to change or your boyfriend to change, get over your anger and just point the truth out to him without anger. He'll change overnight. Or he'll leave. And if he leaves, good for you that he's gone. But you just need to get over that if you really, really want to go free. But you got to be still. You got to accept and then let go. You got to forgive. You really do. And I'm glad to see that. You, you got to stay with that. You I have to stay with that. Yeah, stay with that prayer. Stay with be still and know. Yeah. All right? Okay. And I'm glad you're boohooing because that's tears of joy. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm telling you, you haven't seen, after a while, you, could, you know how the Bible says that people would just, they, they couldn't believe the miracles that God or Christ did, performed, right? That's what's going to happen in your life because you're going to have insight <coughs> that you just have not seen yet. I never think that I have it all because I'm constantly discovering stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I couldn't see that before. Then I think, wow, look like God played a trick on us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> This, this life thing has seemed to be so hidden away from us because nobody, most people don't know how to tell you to get there. And so you're like struggling through life when the secret is right there. And most people live a whole lifetime, never get into that secret and just living from discovery. It's like he almost played a trick on us, you know, and he gave us this whole stuff out here that's so visible to our eyes and our ego. But this other thing is not as visible. The invisible, it becomes the visible when you wake up. And, and I, I'm a witness to that. So I want to encourage you. How many people, you've done your, you did your prayer this morning, be still and no prayer? How many did not do it? You see that? <laughs> you you got to stay with prayer. It's a spiritual battle, and the devil is just waiting on something to make you angry, to pull you back in. And that's how he does it. Last time I was here, um, was the last day I spoke with my mother to you. And um, that was the last time I was here, actually. And, and, uh, and how did it go? We have about 30 seconds. I wish we did. It's just now going. Oh, good. I got drugged back out a little bit, you know, enough where I had to be still and know. 
That's right. Well, I want you to deal with her, and when you feel that anger coming up and all that, let yourself feel it, but still tell your mother the truth so yeah, you can forgive her. She's at a first stage of Alzheimer's right now, Right. so that, was, that made it even more... Um, we are out of time. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you. Help us out. Thank you, guys. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.